You're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for taking charge of your health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madged. As of September 12, 2017, there have been 421 cases of hepatitis A along with 16 deaths in San Diego County since early 2017. The county just recently declared a local public health emergency in an effort to help halt this hepatitis A outbreak. What is hepatitis A? Are you at risk for contracting it? And what can you do to prevent it? Let's answer these questions in today's podcast. So first of all, what is hepatitis A? Well, it's one of the three hepatitis viruses that attack the liver. HEPA refers to the liver and itis reflects inflammation. Therefore, this is a virus that causes inflammation of the liver. You may have heard of the other two types, hepatitis C and B, which can cause chronic inflammation of the liver. But hepatitis A tends to cause an acute illness only, thankfully, and is typically transient. It's spread from person to person only, via a fecal-oral route. Yep, that means through eating feces. Well, who in their right mind would eat feces, you may ask? Well, you may not be aware of it, but it can be ingested without your knowledge. So that means that an infected person preparing your food who uses the bathroom and doesn't wash their hands, can then pass on the virus to you as you ingest the prepared food. Just think about it. How many times have you used a public bathroom only to find that some people walk away without washing their hands? The food handlers and contaminated water used to prepare food is the main way that the virus is transmitted. In San Diego County, however, no food or water sources has yet been found for this outbreak as of date. Another form of transmission occurs through sexual contact with someone who is infected. Also, travelers, anyone living or working in a residential facility, the homeless, men who have sex with men, illicit drug users, healthcare workers, and those with chronic hepatitis B or C and daycare employees are higher risk. The incubation period, which means the time from exposure until the onset of the symptoms, ranges anywhere from about two weeks to two months for hepatitis A. And unfortunately, infected people are contagious during this time period where the virus is brewing, but symptoms have not yet developed. Patients often abruptly then experience the following symptoms. Nausea and vomiting, diminished appetite, jaundice, which means the yellowing of the skin, Scleral icterus, which means the yellowing of the white part of the eye called the sclera. Fever, abdominal pain, dark urine, pale colored stools, and an enlarged liver on exam. Most symptoms, however, resolve anywhere between three to six months. I know, it seems like a long time, doesn't it? Because it is. And this is one of the reasons why we address hepatitis A. So how is it diagnosed? Well, the symptoms are often enough to bring the patients into the clinic or the hospital sometimes. And these patients may feel very ill. A simple blood test is really often diagnostic, however. Infected people will have an elevated liver enzyme from an inflamed liver. And that may prompt a hepatitis panel testing that includes an antibody that's elevated during the acute infection. And it may stay elevated for up to six months after the infection. 
So unfortunately, a cure for Hep A does not currently exist. Just like some other viruses, such as the common cold or flu, once you're infected with hepatitis A, it just needs to simply play out its course. The treatment is really supportive, which means that you can treat the symptoms in order to make the patient feel as comfortable as possible to prevent dehydration, rest, etc. If it's transient and self-resolving, then why is there such a commotion over this outbreak, you may be wondering. Well, there is a risk of liver failure and even death with hepatitis A, although rare and overall in less than 1%. And it's more risky in those with prior liver disease like hepatitis B or C. Also, it causes missed days from school, missed days from work, and healthcare resources to really address it especially when it becomes endemic like this in San Diego. Now, the best way to treat hepatitis A is to really prevent it in the first place. This is something that I've emphasized with numerous other preventable illnesses. Fortunately, there's a vaccine for hep A. Kids receive the series through their scheduled immunization starting at age one, and adults who've never been vaccinated can ask their doctor to get immunized. It's a series of two shots, six months apart. High-risk groups mentioned previously should highly consider vaccination. So here are a few quick and dirty tips in regards to preventing the transmission of hepatitis A. Number one, wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially if you are a food handler. Wash after using the bathroom, please, and before preparing food, after changing a diaper, taking out the trash, etc. Number two, wash your fruits and vegetables and wash them thoroughly at home. Number three, thoroughly cook any animal products. And number four, check out the USDA's website for food handling guidelines, including a useful food storage chart with instructions on how to keep various foods refrigerated. Now, the good news is, however, that once you've been infected with hepatitis A, you're actually immune to it for a lifetime. So that means if you become exposed to hepatitis A once more in the future, your immune system will attack it and destroy it before any symptoms develop. And there you have it, hepatitis A in a nutshell. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. And if you learned anything here today, or if you simply enjoy all things medical, then you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please note, however, that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice, and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider, which you should have. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Stay healthy and catch you next time.